Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Experts and I Know Why Show, and this is me, Dia. So I know it's been so long since I dropped a podcast. Sorry, I was extremely busy due to my exams. That too, offline exams and not online. I hope everyone understood what is the big deal in this, right? Well, well, well. I know you guys missed me a lot, and there is a very big news I want to share with my audience and fans. We made it to the nomination of Best Comedy Podcast Awards by Hub Hopper in India. Yay! And I'm so grateful to everyone who voted for me. Thank you so much for this huge achievement. Sending lots of hugs and kisses to everyone. Before starting our show today. Let me just ask you guys to subscribe, like, and share my content, and also catch me up on Instagram for daily fun updates. And check out the description for the merch store of mine. Yes, guys, the funniest merch store and support. Okay, now let me be formal to invite our dear guest. One child, one teacher, one book, one pen can change the world. The score by the famous Malala Yousafzai creates a deep meaning in all our hearts. We all respect teachers because they were the ones who put a lot of efforts in teaching us all sorts of things, starting from how to clap to financial management. Today we have principal of Moran Public School as our guest. I know by saying the word principal, everyone would have skipped a heartbeat, but don't worry. Today she's here to share some of her experiences and her journey from a primary school teacher to some complex positions in our education system, and obviously her favorite part, the rapid fire round. She has traveled so far, collecting all the experiences of sweet memories and knowledge. So let me welcome Ms. Alka Kapoor, ma'am. Hello, ma'am. It's so nice to have you on the show. How are you, ma'am? I'm good. Thank you so much, dear, for having me over. Okay. So, ma'am, when I was searching details about modern public school, the first picture popped up was yours. From that moment, I understood that you have been a great part of that school. How will you describe your success in modern public school? Wow! Thank you. It's boosting my morale that you associate modern public school to me directly, but that's not the case. You know, modern public school and its success is a teamwork and i take pride in telling you that we have a very very strong team from peon to principal i would say that we are all on the same page working on the same line and i strongly believe in the adage nothing is impossible the word itself says i am possible so this is the belief that has helped me to hold fast to my dream I think it's also my passion for teaching more than anything else that has defined my career as a principal of one of the highly uh, regarded schools not only of Delhi but of India and I measure my success by the achievements of uh, my students and teachers as I started with my students have made a big difference in my life and this is what satiates my soul as a principal i would say 
even after 32 years of my association with MPS, not even a single day for me was uh, boring or tedious, I could say. Every day brings in new experiences and it certainly adds a lot to my learning. Every day I see myself growing. So various innovative educational programs uh, that have been conceptualized and spearheaded to increase student performance, uh, promote a self-learning environment, and establish uh, relationships with parents and community members is uh, what I not just preach, but what I actually believe in doing. So in a very short span of time, uh, uh, our team has created a very vibrant program uh, that uh, has included assessment-driven curriculum, hire a cadre uh, uh, of outstanding teachers, and develop uh, an engaging after-school program. I also, you know, I wish to uh, point out here, which set the tone for the entire school. We even uh, renovated uh, the available spaces for better utilization. And uh, that is where I see my success story coming up. And I once again repeat that success is never single-handedly achieved. The staff has actually put in uh, consumerate efforts towards the same. So I owe my success not just to myself, my hard work, but majorly to the students, the teachers, and the parents, without whose cooperation I wouldn't be, you know, standing so tall and proud that I am today. Okay, ma'am, thank you. So when I got the opportunity to interview your principal, I was equally scared and excited. Scared because the concept of a principal in our mind is always that of a strict one. And excited because I have so many questions to ask a principal. Yes, How was your journey from being a primary teacher to such complex positions? Yes, that's a fact that I started my career as a primary teacher and uh, I was promoted as uh, the head teacher and the, then the principal in the year 2000. And uh, honestly speaking, dedication and uh, ethics hold a prominent stake in not just my life, but I feel in any person's life, but particularly for me, they are my guiding principles. So, you know, my vision begins with a very strong focus on holistic education, which means the overall development in academics, life skills, and talents which was certainly noticed by uh, the management of the school. But above all, what came to the notice and eye of the authorities was uh, my way of carving good human beings. I personally feel more than excel achieving excellence in academics, we have to be excellent human beings and that's actually the need of the society not just today, but forever. So I visualize a very bright future-based uh, planning that uh, did, of course, help me in getting promotion 
from a primary teacher to uh, a principal because that uh, my management felt would enable me to meet the society's requirement of tomorrow and that has certainly worked wonders for myself and for my school okay ma'am thank you so nowadays the education system is all in a stigma a reducing portions online education and many other difficulties due to covid-19 what was your experience and problems faced as a principal during this time oh covid-19 <laughs> i how i wish this period should just come to an end <laughs> covid-19 you know has forced uh, schools across india and the world indeed Uh, yeah. as we all know to suspend physical classrooms and to shift to online classes there have been debates on the nature of classes and the future of examination and evaluation whether they could be conducted online or not while you know the faculty kept grappling with new ways of managing this sudden transition to online education students were um, left clinging on to their mobile phones and computer screens which earlier uh, we were actually objecting to giving various reasons that uh, it's giving you a lot of stress your uh, eyes are getting strained uh, your mind is getting stressed because of uh, excessive use of technology you know while technology is enabling it can also be limiting especially in india where basic access is a challenge uh, you will agree with me when i say that not every student can afford a computer or a fast streaming internet at home yes yes how, how how better can we understand that for this podcast today uh, you know the connectivity the internet was giving so much of an issue that instead of zoom we had to come connect on a, a voice call yes, so you know but this is not possible for uh, every student or every teacher because we cannot do it on a one is to one ratio uh, for the convenience of all so uh, this this was certainly an obstacle and led to issues with attendance and participation in online sessions uh, i will repeat that the issue of connectivity and internet was a key challenge for most of the students uh, not majorly in the metropolitan but certainly uh, across india in rural areas particularly yeah for the economically weaker section also it was a big challenge many students uh, survive on 1 gb or 2 gb data uh plans you know on their phones not everyone has a wifi at home and uh, they had to manage their entire coursework on that so many felt that online education is not as easy as speaking it uh, into the microphone uh, at one end and uh, connecting a laptop or a phone and listening uh, from the other end education is just not about classes uh, i would say Yes. it's about interactions broadening of ideas uh, discussions debate mentoring each other and learning from your peers so you know uh, uh, all this 
majorly suffered uh, while uh, we were taking online classes undoubtedly technology has the potential to achieve universal quality education and uh, improve learning outcomes but in order to you know unleash the potential of the students this digital divide must be addressed digital capabilities the required infrastructure and connectivity uh, unless it reaches to the remotest uh, communities and to the remotest areas i don't think uh, we can do justice to online education so you know if covid 19 uh, uh, was where the schools had to because of that the schools had to be closed uh, uh i think it has taught us also many things number one we could never think of uh, online classes uh, but now in the absence of uh, a teacher who is unable to come to school or a student who is sitting at home i think uh, we have liberated learning from uh, uh, the outdated curriculum the and the disproportionate uh, uh, emphasis of information transfer and i think now suppose a teacher is unwell we will not say that uh, things are going to suffer she will still attend to her students sitting in the remotest part of the country of course if internet allows and uh, education will move on so this pandemic has uh, in fact taught me many things i and whatever i have learned i uh, translate to my students we need to have the priorities very very clear first and foremost you know it has taught us the importance of health then you know proper schedule and good habits because we are just homebound and within the uh, you know uh, four walls of the house we have to create an entire world for ourselves which we were earlier doing in a much larger world so you know i think i have learned to live in the minimalistic and that uh, i couldn't have done it in normal situations so i think we all try to make the best use of time during the pandemic and we have evolved as in earlier the things that uh, seemed impossible to us ki hum log we can't stay uh, we can't do these activities in the confines of the home or we cannot do it in the absence of uh, a student or a teacher in the school i think we've seen it all happening and life kept moving as usual so the pandemic has certainly taught me and i think everyone a lot lot uh, in life yes ma'am you are absolutely right so now can you give students and parents some tips on how to deal with stress during this time and also manage study schedules uh uh you know while the kids are fighting their own battles in this uh, digital transformation we as yeah. parents and teachers must uh, uh, walk that extra mile for them i appreciate that changes can be hard and uh, sudden changes even harder it is therefore our duty as guardians and teachers to guide our children to come out of stress 
and these learn to de-stress themselves and um, learn to adapt to every change that comes their way. As long as COVID lasts, it shall remain our responsibility to lead the kids to a better tomorrow. Students need to prioritize their work. They need to take a break during the day and confine in, confide in their parents, you know, and uh, talk out whatever is in their heart and mind uh, to relieve themselves of any mental stress or burden, which earlier in classrooms, you know, they could manage to do with their teachers or with uh, uh, their friends. Uh, I think it's very important for not just the students, but uh, everyone at home, the parents, everyone, to manage their time with proper planning. We must all keep ourselves physically fit. If we are not able to go out for long walks or exercise in the gym, uh, it's very, very important to uh, exercise at home and maintain a regime and uh, listen to music because music is a great healer. And I think whenever one is in stress, if one listens to music or dance, the stress gets an exit from the body. And above all, eat healthy diet. For the parents, I would say, <clears throat> please, please support your children by giving them the skills to help them plan their time better. Encourage uh, them to rejuvenate by talking to their friends on phone, by, uh, again, I would say, dancing, music, or uh, watching a little bit of television. Foster a healthy definition of success, as in at dinner time or lunch time, whatever time you feel convenient. The family must sit and discuss issues that are very, very important for life. Apni life ko hum na urte na dekhe bas. Ki urte urte dekh rahe hai. We must discuss pertinent points and parents must give children quality time, of course, quantity also. Parents must ensure that their children know and they are made to feel that they are loved. Not just when they perform well in life or in school, but otherwise also. Unconditional love, irrespective of the success or the failure. Children need to be told that they will be loved. And that they have the parents on the back. And of course, by sharing anecdotes, life experience, stories, whatever, motivate the children to do better because you know life is not enough to learn through your own experiences sometimes the experiences of your parents your grandparents uh, their friends distant family members also work as a morale booster or maybe a motivation so i think with all these points we will sail through this tough period Okay, ma'am. Thank you so much for these amazing tips. Uh, now let's move on to a fun draw. 
it's okay. basically a rapid fire round uh, where i ask some questions and you have to answer as quick as possible just like okay. how you teachers ask us questions during class time okay uh, okay the first question is what would the students be surprised to find out about you what is your hidden talent actually that i am a great cook oh okay <laughs> great cook okay what is the best and the worst thing about being a teacher the best thing about a teacher is that uh, uh, you are able to create the highest professions even the prime minister of a country would go down in gratitude to, to the teacher and that's where you know you feel so much of gratification of your job and the worst thing about being a teacher is that you are always criticized no matter what oh okay uh next one is what is the most embarrassing memory from school if you have um, as in my school uh, when i was a student or from the school where i teach no where you, where you teach from your school where i teach i think yeah. every memory has been a wonderful loving great oh. memory i i have got immense love from uh, everyone who has come my way in school and trust me uh, it's so so much of soul satisfaction uh, being a principal and when i come to school that i can hardly think of any embarrassing moment and if there has been any i've taken it with a pinch of salt and uh, i've relished i think each and every moment good bad or indifferent so nothing has been embarrassing for me i'm a strong woman and uh, i i know how to fight and face adversities also with elan and grace so no embarrassing moment for me at least till date god has been kind okay ma'am that's so sweet uh, and the last question is does teacher have a favorite student even if they tell they don't have <laughs> i think we all have our hidden favorite Mm-hmm. someone we can relate to as an as a mother also uh, if you have four children and someone asks you aapko sabse zyada kaun sa bachcha pasand hai to aap bologe mujhe apni body ka har part pasand hai but kahin na kahin there is a favorite a favorite child so i'm sure children have, teachers have their favorite children also i not okay ma'am thank you secret is revealed it seems <laughs> thank you so much and it was certainly a pleasure talking to you uh, i'm so curious may it be anything ranging from formal education to informal things yeah. children have taught me uh, to be unrestricted in dreaming they dream about anything and when they come and discuss with me i say why not uh they have taught me to appreciate the little things in life sometimes you know they come so excited with a flower and the moment i take that flower from them in hand they feel so excited and out of the world so i see the smile on their face and uh, mm, they have taught me to see uh, the best in everything uh, and i personally feel uh, yes there's always lot to learn from uh the children yes uh, okay now let me make my dream come true me as a student always wanted to teach my teacher something ma'am i am going to teach you a sentence in malayalam 
ഞാൻ ഒരു അധ്യാപികയാണ് എനിക്ക് കുട്ടികളെ ഇഷ്ടമാണ് വിച്ച് മീൻസ് ഐ ആം എ ടീച്ചർ ആൻഡ് ഐ ലൈക്ക് കിഡ്സ് അലോട്ട് ഞാൻ അധ്യാപിക ആണ് അധ്യാപിക ആണ് എനിക്ക് കുട്ടികളെ ഇഷ്ടമാണ് എനിക്ക് കുട്ടികളെ കുട്ടികളെ ഇഷ്ടമാണ് ഫ്യൂച്ചേഷൻ oh they are they are amazing they are a pack of surprise every day a new surprise is unveiled in front of me and i feel uh, as if we belong to uh, a generation which was old ancient and we couldn't achieve as much as these children have the potential to achieve so thank oh, you very much you are talented as well too <laughs> thank you so much dear thank you so much Thank you, ma'am. Thank you. Hope you have all enjoyed the show and have gained some knowledge regarding how life of teachers will look like. Go follow me on Instagram and see some VTS of the show there. Hope you have liked the episode and don't forget to give me a thumbs up and comment below. Until the next exciting episode, this is me, Dia, from the Experts and the Nawai Show. Ta-ta!